0: Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. Welcome to podcast number 15. And today, we're going to talk about three really great hacks for regaining inspiration pretty much at any time. So I used to personally rely on things going wrong in order to be inspired, right? So, um, you know, maybe an awkward phone call with a girlfriend or something, or... Or a parent yelling at me or being upset at me. Or a, a co-worker doing something really stupid. Or like like I just sort of had to wait for inspiration to come to me via things happening to me currently. Um, and that works pretty well when um, you have a lot in your life that sort of goes wrong. But uh, now I've been with my wife for like four years and we've been... Um we we'll be, we've been together for 4 years. Um we've been married now for a year and 8 months. So there really is not much drama in my life to be really honest. The the like extent of drama I have is I don't know. A parent being upset at me cuz I didn't call recently enough, you know what I mean or or something sort of going wrong at work, but you know it's pretty minor, and I think everybody gets to that point in their life, and if not, it is not good. I, I've sort of been there, but it's not good to be that person who almost, like, self-destructs just just to get inspiration. It's a weird kind of sickness that we writers sometimes can have, and I c- encourage you away from that, um, and if you think, but but how am I going to write great songs, Joseph, you still can. And it took me a little while to uh, sort of learn the art of, of still writing from dark places when life isn't really handing you dark places, um, but it definitely can be done. And of course, obviously, you don't necessarily need to write from a dark place, but for me personally, that's the places that I tend to write from. Uh, but regardless of what places you write from, even if it's the opposite, right, your life is just sucking so badly right now, but you like to write happy songs and you write happy songs when you're in a happy mood and you're never in a happy mood anymore. It doesn't really matter. Or maybe you write angsty, whatever songs and you're not angsty anymore because you're above the age of 18. Regardless of any of that, uh, these, these hacks are, are gonna work for whatever your situation is. So let's just dive right in. Um, So the first one is going back and or forward in time. Um, So putting yourself back in a time of your past can refresh your feelings and perspective from that time. So even if, you know, right now you're not going through whatever it is you were going through at the time, that uh, is a perspective you'd like to write from, you can put yourself back there. Now, obviously, this takes some effort, so some things you can do is, um, you know, you can just sit alone and just dwell on it, which, yeah, maybe that can be unhealthy, but hey, we got to do what we got to do, right? Um, And sometimes you don't even really need to really dive back into that past moment. You can sort of just skim back into it. Um, and then, and then there's other ways too. You can bring up, you know, Facebook pictures from that time to sort of bring you back and be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's where I was at that time." Um, and and then on the other side, you can put yourself into a theoretical future situation, and just sort of letting your imagination get away from you, and from there you can sort of get fresh feelings and perspective to write. Like you know, maybe you're married now and you don't have kids yet, but you know, you see other people's kids and you sort of see how they change with their kids. And, you know, you talk to them and you realize sort of how their perspective changes with kids. And you might be able to sort of put yourself into that future situation where you have kids, or maybe even you can put yourself in a theoretical dark future situation of like, you know, a, a a close loved one passing away, um, or something tragic, obviously. So, It doesn't really matter what these things are, but you can always put yourself back in time and forward in time and still utilize your own experiences. Um, for example, recently I wrote a song that is called, I don't regret us, which I mostly used. Um, it's, it's from the perspective of somebody in a TV show I was watching, which is something that we're going to get into in a little bit. Um, but also, I utilize my own feelings in the past for this, because I remember—I remembered what it felt like to be at the stage of heartbreak, where you're not angry anymore, you're not even necessarily sad anymore, but you can objectively look at the situation and be like, you know what? Yes, it didn't end up working out, but I really think that it—it—it. It, it, maybe could have, or at least I'm proud of the shot I took and, and I don't regret us. You know, I don't, I don't regret giving you a shot because you were worth it. So I know what that feeling is. Um, So I was able to tap into that a little bit and think about, you know, how I had felt that way and, and utilize that for this song that was actually based on a show I was watching. And so that's a combo of, of sort of going back in time and um, sort of to just remember what it would feel like. Um, and then a, another thing that we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is um, looking to sort of media things to inspire you. Um, so the last part of going back and forward in time is is just sometimes changing time can help you see through other people's eyes. So, for example, maybe now that you're a parent, you can go back in time and sort of see through the eyes of your mother when you were young, right? Because now you're older and now you have kids of your own. So now you can see your mom's perspective when you were five or ten a little bit better than you could before. So the ability to go back and forward in time is just a great way to still totally utilize your own experiences, but to not be a slave to your present situation. Um, So if your present situation is really bad and you want to write about something positive, you can do that. If you no longer, you know, like me, I have no, I haven't for years had material to work off of for any form of breakup song or any sort of loss of love song. But I've still gone through that in the past, so I can still remember those feelings. I can still remember that feeling of of rejection. I can still remember the different phases, when you're bitter, when you're sad, when you just want them to change their mind, or you fantasize about them changing their mind, uh, or the I-don't-regret-us stage. Um, I still remember all those things, because it was a part of my experience, So going back and forward in time is sort of a way to utilize your own experiences um, without being a slave to your current moment. So the second part is to look at the real world around you. So one thing you can look at is people that we know personally and people that we're close to. Um, You know, whether that be a, a parent or a friend or people you work with even. So I have a couple examples from here, um, I had a band called Highland, and it was the first album that I ever released. And it had a song called Sick Machine, which I wrote based on people that I worked with at Panera Bread. I was in high school at the time. Um, so I was working at Panera Bread, and I worked with people that were, you know, working two two jobs or, um, you know, working 60-hour weeks, making... close to minimum wage or whatever and then they'd still go out drinking at parties and spend money at bars and still smoke cigarettes slowly killing themselves and cigarettes are incredibly expensive so they sort of were just stuck in this rut of because they were miserable they sort of did these self-destructive things that also cost a ton of money but because they're spending their money so poorly they're going to stay in that same situation um so I sort of wrote the song Sick Machine about, um, about what, I w- what I was seeing there. Or another example would be uh, I, have a, I had a friend that went through a pretty rough breakup. And I, I, I had never been broken up with before because I had never dated anybody before at the time. And um, I was still able to write this song called Go Ahead and Leave. Um, which was sort of based off of the defeatist semi-bitter but mostly sad stage. So it's it's sort of in that weird hybrid of like you're transitioning back and forth in between bitterness and sadness Um, because the go-ahead-and-leave is obviously sort of sarcastic and and bitter, Um, but the song is also overridden with mostly sadness. Um, So it was written from that stage. And what's funny enough is when I went back years later, I'm like, oh my gosh, that... That song, I wrote it from a perspective at the time that wasn't mine, and yet now that I've gone through that, I realize it's so much more accurate to my own future breakup um, than, than it was to his situation at the time. So people that you know and are close to and the different things that they're going through is, is a real place to start in, in looking at the real world around you. And beyond that, there's people that we just can observe, right? Um, say, for example... Uh, for a while, I was working in downtown Columbus, and I kind of had to park far away from where my client was and I walked past a homeless guy every day, so I started getting in the habit of of bringing extra food and I would give him something and i I kinda try to talk to him because you know I felt bad for him i, I don 't know what his story is i 'm not going to give him money because you know even if he can't even if you would argue he couldn 't help it at this point i don 't want it to go to drugs, but I do want to help him, and I want to show him. Like, hey, I see you as as a fellow human, you know. Like, we're ju- we're both just people, because um, I can't even imagine that feeling of you know people ignoring you and pretending like you're not there. I like, I, I just can't even imagine what that does to a person psychologically. Um, and and from that, you know, I I sort of now have this this these experiences. And from from somebody that I was observing, and you know, I talked to him a little bit, obviously, but for the most part, he's not somebody I, I know, per se. Um, and now those are experiences that I can work off of. And even if you don't, you know, talk to these people, even if you're sitting in a park, and you just see... You know somebody who appears to be a single mother you know trying to make it work with her three kids who are going crazy in the park and you can tell she's just exhausted because uh, she had to to work all day and and now she also is committed to being a great mother and spending time with her kids and she's just so tired you know whatever it is it doesn't matter but we can observe things in the real world around us and then lastly there's people that we can just hear about on the news or in a story so people we don't even necessarily observe directly, even if you hear about a story of, of you know, what maybe even a whole people are going through. You know, maybe, you know, if Israel, a certain section, there's this horrible thing happening to people or, you know, you hear about some persecution that that people are going through in this country or, you know, whatever it may be. And you can sort of insert yourself into there and and write from that perspective so there's so many options in this real world we have around us that we don't have to write from within ourselves. And, and certainly we're going to take our own experiences to the table here, but we still have so much to work with besides our own experiences. And lastly, um, we can look to other media Stories, You know, books, movies, TV shows, different things that move you. Because sometimes a movie or a book will move us to tears or we'll be sucked in by it. Like, it's a great time to use this sort of sucked in perspective to write a song from a genuine place that isn't your normal perspective. You know, if a TV show, say, you're binging it, right? And you're just so sucked in and you're feeling the emotion of the main character, even though it's nothing you've experienced before, but you're just so drawn in, and you feel what that person is feeling. You can write from their perspective so effectively because you feel like you're experiencing the same thing as them, even if you're you've never experienced anything close to that in your own life. And sometimes another piece of of media, you know, maybe even another song, a movie, or a TV show, will illuminate something within ourselves. Or make our current dormant emotions come forth. You know, maybe you're going through stuff, but you're kind of you've hardened your heart towards it, and, and you're sort of stuffing it in the back of your mind. Uh, but a TV show may, or movie, or book may help that that come out. And uh, something I've I've sort of learned to do is you can even look up a video a short video with similar content to what you're writing. There's so many videos out there that are like meant to give you feels and meant to, you know, make you sad or, to be, you know, be just seven minutes long and just blow your mind and be deep and thoughtful. And, and you can certainly do this. Like something I did, um, I was writing a song about an old man and a bird. Um, it's not really about that per se, but, um, it, it sort of is. Um, that's all that's really important to what I'm about to say. So we'll leave it at that. Um, so I looked up. I looked up for a video of, of A Man and a Bird. And it happened to be very... The video I found was very similar to sort of the dynamic that I wanted to go go with in my song. So I watched it twice. And it was so sad. I think the first time I cried. And it's like four-minute-long video. It's animated or claymation or something. I don't really remember. Um, but it was fantastic. It was fantastically done. And when I finish the song and when I uh, uh, release it, I totally plan on on hitting up the person who made that video and being like, hey, man, great video, um, and letting them know, hey, this this is a song I wrote, and, and your video helped to inspire me for this. Um, hope you enjoy it. Because um, I, I really love the video. But... The point here is there's so many things to find. You know, YouTube is just a, a a giant, great source. And it doesn't even need to be YouTube. But YouTube especially is a great source for videos on all sorts of things. And then you don't even have to commit to a whole TV show. You don't have to commit to a whole movie. You, they can make you feel something and just, you know, even be brought to tears or to, to joy in three minutes, five minutes. Um, and you have something to work with. And then on on a, sort of a weird other side to this is I think as songwriters we tend to compulsively think that we always need to be listening to music and finding new music and finding new you know artists to sort of um, gain inspiration from like oh I think I need to use more synths in my music because normally I'm a pretty raw you know guitars and piano kind of guy. Uh, so, you know, let me listen to electronic music and, and let me listen to music that inspires me. And But sometimes it can be distracting. And especially early in your songwriting, if you listen to too much music, your songs can more easily become carbon copies or cheap carbon copies of of what you're listening to at the time. So honestly, I recommend sometimes just stepping back and just not listening to music. Listen to podcasts and before you say, well, of course you want me to listen to podcasts. You're doing one. It doesn't have to be my podcast. Uh, listen to audiobooks. I do audiobooks all the time. There's so many great audiobooks out there from like pop psychology to, you know, self-betterment stuff and, and, and personal finance and no matter, no matter what it is you're interested in or things that you want to get better at. There's so many great audiobooks out there and through your library, you can probably get them for free. So there's so, if you, if, if you are in a situation where you need to kind of sit and listen to things, consider moving to something other than music. Um, because sometimes it just clutters your mind and sometimes it's good to like empty your mind of, of songs, you know, or songs you're listening to so that there's more room for you to create your own. Um, And and this is not always necessary by by any means, Um, but it can be useful. And this is sort of the opposite of everything else we've been talking about, where where things you can do and things you can dive into in order to be inspired. And this is sort of a remove this thing from your life to be inspired. Um, But I think it's really important. So to go over it one last time, the three main hacks to regain your inspiration are to go back or forward in time... To look at the real world around you, whether it's people we know or are close to, people we can observe or people we just hear about, or looking to other media, stories, movies, shows, YouTube videos, pictures, and as the last little note to that part, sometimes just not listening to other music. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 Proven Ways to Start Writing a Song at songwritertheory.com slash freeguide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.